Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Little monkey. <laughs> Hi, and if you're just tuning in, thanks for waiting. We got lots of people in the chat already. You are listening to live to 105. 105- Point three out of New Orleans, Louisiana. United Public Radio Network, we're broadcasting out of New Orleans, Louisiana, although I'm in Canada and my wonderful guest is in California. I'm the host of the show. It's called The Angel Rock. Uh, my name's Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor, and I'm a registered nurse. I'm also the co-host. I got to throw this in. I always forget to mention my other shows. Um, I co-host a show on Thursdays called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed with my amazing co-host, David Hansel. He's over on TikTok. Check him out. He answers questions from people about the afterlife and all kinds of things. But on to the show. If you've never been here before, welcome. And if you're returning guests, like we've got Dave, we've got Jane, we've got Constance, uh, thank you for being here. Now, if you want to be part of the conversation, because if you've been to the show before, you know I love to make you part of the show. So head over to UFO Paranormal Radio Network, either the Facebook page or the YouTube channel. I will be able to see your comments. Also, as a reminder, the network has a channel on Roku right now. Uh, We were all on there, but now we're breaking off into little channels under the big channel. So we're not over there yet with the Angel Rock, but look for the thing at the foot of the bed shortly to have a channel over there. But if you want to watch some of the content, you're going to go to the channel store on Roku. You're going to look up UFO space P as in paranormal. And what's going to come up a bunch of titles. You're going to be looking for UFO space paranormal and United United Public. Sorry to think about that. We've got two names, as you guys know, for UPRN, UFO Paranormal Radio Network and or United Public Radio Network, because we have a slew of shows. There's something for everybody here. Please subscribe. Please like. Please share, because we have so many amazing new hosts and shows. Now, enough rambling about all this. Let's get into the good stuff. My amazing guest. I'm going to read her bio first. Her name is Lorian Fenton. I'm going to read right off her webpage. She became actively involved in the San Francisco Bay Area UFO community after almost dying from a mysterious form of pneumonia during the H1N1 scare of summer 2009. It was that near-death experience which propelled her into doing the work she loves in a community that she has been passionate about her entire life. Lorian is the MUFON Marin and Sonoma County Section Director, holding meetings in Petaluma, California on the first Saturday of the month. And you can visit MUFON Marin Sonoma, all one word, dot com for more info. Her current quote unquote occupations include web designer, bookkeeper, and conference producer. Speaking of conferences, we are going to be talking about our UFO con coming yeah. up next month. You don't want to miss that. And she also has a nonprofit, Conscious Community Events, which produces UFO cons held annually in the San Francisco Bay Area. And if that wasn't enough, she has a weekly internet radio show called The Fenton Perspective. So she's going to be decking out early because she's going to her show. How dedicated is she? Welcome, Lori, and I'm so glad to have you here. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate Laura Lee. I, um, I, you know, this, I got to tell you something. You're the only one I will get out of bed early for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go way back. See, I, I work, work at 
I work a graveyard shift. So it was like, oh my God, I got to set the alarm and get out of bed by two today. Oh no, you know. Well, I got people. We met under the strangest circumstances and it was like we'd known each other our whole lives. Dell, my partner, I'm going to give him a plug because you were on his show. I think it was last week you were, the week before, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. It was wonderful. Yeah, he was very, he it was a very different kind of show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, he well, he does things completely different than I do. For those of you who haven't watched his show, it's right out. Sorry, it's not Thursday. Thursdays after my show, the thing at the foot of the bed. His show, the delicious recipe, is on. Not a cooking show, and he had Lorian on. But when we met you, we it was a previous network I don't name, but we were all on that network, and we had a spookathon. And I remember the producers saying, "One of our hosts, she wants to join you guys." And we had so much fun. We had Dell there. We had Seraphine, who used to be on this network. We had so much fun. <laughs> It was wonderful. It, we had a blast. It was all women psychics together in one place yep. for about eight hours, if I remember correctly. We went out and all Delta night. Back in the middle, but he lives with one. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I think he has abilities himself, having Metis background, being, you know, at the First Nations. I've often thought, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a shaman in a previous life because he is pretty intuitive. Right, right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, does he have Rh negative blood? Have you ever found? Oh, out? here we go. We're jumping right in. Well, Joe Montaldo, the owner of the network, he doesn't. But Joe Montaldo, the owner of the network, has a study with ICAR, International Center for Alien Research, over twenty years of Rh negative blood, green eyes, and red hair. Well, guess what? I don't have Rh negative blood, but my mother has Rh negative blood, green eyes, and red hair. And she makes fun of people that do things like what we do. But I have missing time for an hour and a half, literally blinking my eyes. And as I open them, my phone is ringing. It's Dell on the phone going, where the hell are you? You were just going to the store. You should have been three minutes. Are you? Were you in an accident? Because I was really tired when I left. And I had to say to him, I don't know where I am. He's going, what do you mean where you are i was like 40 miles away from blinking my eyes car in the opposite direction in front of a building i've never seen i was even shocked that i got cell reception oh my <laughs> so god now that's crazy you know mm -hmm. i think the rh negative thing is important but mm -hmm. i think what it really means is that we are related bloodline related to the last ets who tweaked us so you're that's RH what negative? i think it is uh, yeah, I'm Rh negative. My father okay. and my mother are both Rh negative. Okay. So, um, and I've got green kind of eyes, and uh, nobody in my family has red hair, but I'm Scottish, Irish, on one side, and Italian on the other. And the and Italian I'm Scottish, grandmother, English and French. Oh, there, there you go. I mean, I just mm -hmm. see. I think the closer you are to not being, and I hate to, I'm going to use this word. It, it doesn't mean it's not bad. I'm just saying. The closer you are to not being a mutt, in other words, like 45 different things all mixed yep. together, the closer you are to being one race or one culture or one heritage or whatever, I think the more chances you have of being psychic. And I just think it's because we're diluting things at such a high rate here, everybody marrying everybody and, you know, whatever, right. that... Um, that that ability may be diluting itself. And I, this comes from my theory. And I mentioned this on Dell show, I think 
Uh, there was a guy named Beneful that was on my show like 10 years ago when I first started. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him about ETs and angels and living long periods of lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, Lorian, you know, what I picked up from my ETs was that angels have circular DNA in their molecular structure okay. and or other types of uh, humans that were here on the planet earth had circular DNA. He goes, think about it. If it's circular it, and the electricity that keeps us going and running through our body just keeps perpetuating it. It yeah. never, it's like a, a free energy machine. It just keeps going. Right. And he yeah, thinks because we that, have a helix, a double helix with our DNA. So exactly. So it, it, it would be like an ACE. It'd be like a coil, like a, a Tesla coil, actually. Mm -hmm. And so it would keep regenerating itself and keep itself perpetuated, right? So, mm -hmm. and because the electricity keeps it held together. Anyhow, long story short, he thinks that the last ETs that tweaked us snipped it in half so that it would slow, not slowly disintegrate, quickly disintegrate. Because we only live to a hundred now, and they were talking about people living to I a thousand. No, we used to live and, and beyond. Years. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So think about yeah. that. I think that's just fascinating. I think that's more even important than the old, you know, RH negative because that that just probably comes from the last reptilians who tweaked us <laughs> at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's what Joe thinks. Like he said, up to about seventy before the seventy thousand years ago, the RH negative. DNA profile didn't exist. So you're right. I have to agree with you. I think it does come from the reptilian background, but let's back up a little bit. I know most people know who okay. you are. I, I, don't, I don't know why I jumped in there, <laughs> but I tell people, so how did you get involved in all of this? What got you involved with MUFON, with ETs, with UFOs? I know you have a paranormal background, angels, psychic, because when we did the spookathon, you go, I talk about UFOs and, and ETs all the time. Let's talk about what I used to do before that. So how did you get involved yes. in all this stuff? Well, I would say that the first real big, well, I don't know. I don't know what, what the first event was. I think I told the story on Dell's show. So I'm not going to go into great detail. But when I was 18 months old, I ate a tray of rat poison, which is warfin, <gasps> which is, it makes your blood just yeah. thin out, what right? Thinner. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, I ended up in the hospital. And long story short, my grandmother saw an angel over the crib in the hospital that night. And it was yep. the same angel that came into her room in the farmhouse that she grew up in when she was 13 years old and dying from rheumatic fever. The angel came wow. through the window and said, you're going to be fine. You've got work to do, you know, that kind of thing. And right. she was fine. And they thought she wasn't going to make it. And the same thing with me. They were pretty sure I wasn't going to make it through the night. Yeah, there's no they, antidote. Like there wasn't back then. I can tell you that being a nurse to an old Yeah, yeah. This was 19, 1958, 59. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so long story short, they did, you know, pump me full of charcoal and pump my yeah. stomach. And they did the best they could. But by that time, oh, and they, you know what they did back then? This is so weird. My mom said they put sandbags over me to keep me from moving. So the blood went seep faster because you move, the blood would come out of my veins and into my skin. That was <laughs> so gross. Sense. That would make yeah, sense. I, and I thought that's weird. That's the only way that back then they could keep babies from moving was to put weight on them and keep them just not, 
you know, not thrashing. So but it's crying a weighted blanket to the nervous system, believe it or not. Yeah. Son was autism, fought me tooth and nail. No, he will not sleep without it. I can't even lift it. It's so heavy, but it's so calming. So it's interesting. I'd never heard that before, but it makes sense. Yeah. And it was really weird. I, I mean, I was like, God, that's strange, but it makes sense. Okay. So anyhow, my grandmother uh, basically said to me, you know, years later, they told me the story or she told me the story. She said, yeah, I knew you were going to be fine once the angel was there. And so it was all good. Now, my grandmother, very psychic woman, her and I used to telepathically communicate. That's I my dad's it. mother, the, the, the Irish and Scottish lady. Anyhow, mm -hmm. or no, she was pure, pure, uh, pure, yeah, Irish, I think, or pure Scottish. I can't remember. I can't remember what she was. My my dad's dad was pure um, Irish, so she must have been the Scottish. Okay. Yeah. So long story short, I found out later she used to telepathically communicate with her mother. <laughs> so, and I don't, or her grandmother. So it was skipping a generation, which I think think is interesting, and I've heard that from other people too that it does kind of skip a generation. I don't know why, but it, I don't know. Very strange. So I thought I was only went out. I'm going to add this quickly out of the spiritual closet. Yeah. My dad was one of 17 kids and some of his sisters have a lot of children. Yet I am finding I would never out anybody. But from my mother's side, I have two cousins that I think have very powerful abilities that are starting to come out now. So I think I got it from both sides. Sorry, go ahead. I went to add that. Throw that no, in no, there. no. That's very interesting because I think I got it from both sides too. I was just going to mention my Italian side of the family. My mother is dead set against all this stuff. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Mine Her mother was the fortune teller in the Italian neighborhood. She was the one everybody went to for a card reading. And I okay. asked her one day, so are you really reading cards? What do you do? And she goes, well, I'm, I'm reading them, you know, but I use the cards as a modality, you know, a, a way yeah. to, to make them feel comfortable because that's what they've always done in Italy is they've always done a lot of card readings and things like that. Tara was big in Italy apparently. So yeah, but when um, you pull out the cards, like I don't need the cards. I used to use them all the time. And I had a mentor that pushed me. She, she said, that's just your security blanket. And I have a problem. I just bought a new deck. It's beautiful. I bought it today. And, um, but what I find when I'm doing one question, quick readings, like we do do one reading on Thursday nights, we compromise. Dave wanted to do a lot. And I said, no, cause people just come for the readings. But the thing is when you pull out a card and it always seems to go along with what you're saying. I think it's more believable to people too, because they realize they see you shuffle the deck. They know you weren't looking and picking out a card. So oh, it just absolutely. seems to a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so anyhow, so both grandmothers were psychic and the, my dad, like I said, my dad's mom and I used to telepathically communicate. She's the one that saw the angel over the crib and, you know, what have you. And I asked her one day, I said, uh, please describe what this angel looked like. And she goes, well, it was interesting. It was glowing a lot. And I knew it was an angel, but I don't know if I could find the wings. <laughs> she goes, I did see the wings when I was 13, but I didn't see wings a second time. So I was wondering, mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe it was more of an ET than an angel the second time, but she said it was the same one. So I'm like, okay. oh, okay. So you know, whatever. I think they appear to people as they can handle it. 
you know, like that's most what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say, Lauren. Because as I understand it, angels really don't have wings. But as I always say to people when I'm doing readings and what have you, our loved ones will never do something to scare us, including angels. So they, I, they know Absolutely. us. They know that if we're gonna perceive that it's an angel seeing the wings. They're going to appear that way. Now, that makes perfect sense with your grandmother. First time saw the wings. Second time, she knew the energy. She knew it looked like it didn't need the wings that time, right? The angel. That's what I exactly. feel anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think, too. And I've, I've had so many conversations with people, like I'm sure you have, where they say, you know, I know it was a reptilian, but it looked like, oh, I got a great, looked like Fabio. You know, um, I had these two friends of mine when I was, uh, it was in the 90s. And one of them okay. read these romance novels all the time. So yeah. Fabio was always on the cover. Remember him from the Be It's Better Butter or whatever commercials? Um, it's Butter, It's Better Than Butter, whatever. Anyhow, yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was very good looking, by the way. I mean, really good looking. So anyhow, um, my friend, my other friend was a devout Christian. So every time they got taken, <laughs> this is so funny. Every time they got taken, the one that was the romance novel reader would see Fabio and my other friend would see Jesus. It was like, I was like, do you guys really understand? You're talking about being like? abducted. Abducted. Yes. Yes. They would never wow. see the grace. You know, like little kids sometimes see clowns or they see, um, you know, a circus thing or they, or they see something they're not afraid of. Well, these two women must have loved their Jesus and their Fabio because that's they said, Yeah, I can't wait to get taken again. <laughs> I, like, I have oh all God. kinds of visions because I have done readings. Like there was one fascinating reading. I'm seeing your comments. I can't believe it's not butter. You and Dave and Zach and Dave. That's I'm it. I can't believe it's not butter. They typed it at the same time. Anna, I see your comment. We're going to get to it. I'm seeing a whisk of white paper. She said, but I'm just thinking about this. I had this really fascinating reading with this lady that contacted me and she kept calling it visions, but I don't think it was a vision. And I think this lady was telepathic because um, I've studied near-death experiences for 40 years, professionally and personally. I believe I had one at about between two and three myself as a toddler. But the whole point is, right, like this lady's telling me her story and I'm realizing she's been abducted. And as she's telling me, I am literally seeing in the mind's eye what she's telling me. And that there's a reason why I'm saying this, because she was talking about she's on this table and her legs are spread apart and there's three three um, beings there. And I knew she was going to mention there was a sexual component. This person told me it was the best sex she'd ever had in her life. Whoa. She knew she was pregnant. But when you said the Fabio thing, I thought, oh my God, can you imagine if that happened to that lady? <laughs> was Fabio, she was really into Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, talking about the sex thing, you know, I did a show on another network for years and years, and we were live at International UFO Congress, and I got this wild hair. It was February 14th. I'll never forget it. And um, and I got this wild hair to just do an all-women's panel about nice. any women at the conference who had sex with an alien. Okay. So we did it. And I got, I couldn't believe it. I put the word out to everybody the day before. And I said, anybody here, you know, tell all your friends. I want women who've had sex with aliens on my show yep. tonight at eight o'clock in the back yep. room. Okay. 
So I didn't think anybody was going to show up. I knew my friend Janet would show up because she told me her story and she said, I'm willing to tell it on air. Right. But lo and behold, like 10 or 12 women showed up and one guy showed up just to observe. He got so embarrassed halfway through the, the, yeah, the, I never the whole thing. Night, we had to leave the room. Has. What? I've never met a guy that has told me, I'm sure there are men, but I've never had a man tell me this woman, like I said, she, I couldn't feel what she was feeling. Not that I'd want to, that'd be a little creepy doing a reading, feeling what she was feeling, right, right. but she went, she, before she told me that she had sex, I knew she had sex. I knew there was a baby. I knew what the sex was. And then the really interesting thing, she was trying to describe what the being looked like. I'm getting goosebumps. I always say that's my sign for truth. Maybe they're in the room, who knows? But she told me, and I found the exact picture, almost a replica of what she had shown me. And I kept saying to her, are you, are you telepathic? And she said, no. And I said, because everything you're about to tell me, I'm already seeing. And that normally doesn't happen. And when I sent her the picture through Facebook Messenger and we were on Skype or something doing the reading, she goes, oh, my God, that's exactly what they look like. Even the uniform, everything. But it was so easy to tell. It was a blue being. I think she wanted to call it oh. avian, but I wouldn't call it avian because it didn't look bird-like in any way. It was more, right, I forget right. what the, pardon I said yes. That's the the the, 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 the blue avians aren't necessarily bird like. If now, okay, I, I, you know we're hitting the sore spot with me because you know I'm one of the people that was not really thrilled about the guy that brought up the blue avians, and mm -hmm. um, I was battling. I that don't whole know crowd. a lot about the races, so I'm open to learning, Lorian. So go ahead, let's talk about this. Well, there's a guy out there that is now not part of the community anymore because recently he was um, found, he, he was in front of a, 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 a subpoena for a, uh, a deposition because okay. he was suing Gaia TV where he was at for years. Anyhow, mm -hmm. long story short, he admitted in the deposition and it's all over YouTube. You guys can all go find it. And I he think lied I know about everything. <laughs> Yes. And I was on his, yeah, I, I was on his hit list and I got death threats and it was just a, a crazy oh five years of battle. I'm telling you. But uh, in the end, because here's the story about this dude. I'm in contact in the desert. It's 2017 or 18. The first time he ever spoke anywhere. Right. It's contact in the desert. The room's packed. And I'm like, who is this guy? So I sit down, I start listening to him. And within 30 seconds, my guys told me this guy's full of, you know what? He stole the blue avians from the guy in Australia, which only Melinda and I seem to remember, which was quite funny. My good friend, Melinda Leslie, who does the night vision tours in Sedona. And I, I cause we walked out of the room and I said, Melinda, he's full of crap, crap. If I can say that on the show. You and he stole that blue avian stuff from our friend in Australia. That's not, I, he's no longer in the community anymore. He, he wrote the story like 15 or 20 years ago. And she goes, yeah, I kind of remember that story. She goes, I'm going to have to go find it again. And I said, he stole that lock, stock and barrel because nobody remembers it. It's very few people even knew about his book, you know? So I spent I the next you. five years in battle, because I went on air within a month of that uh, his first speech, and I said, this guy's full of BS, and I said, if you people fall for it, 
don't come back to me later and say, oh, you know, he ripped me off for this or that. He would go on his channel and say, I need $10,000 get my teeth fixed. And, oh, and here's the kicker. Um, in 2013, when I was doing my super soldier and mind control conferences, Carrie texted, Carrie Cassidy texted me one day and said, there's this guy that's been on our channel for a long time now posting and he thinks he's a super soldier. I'm going to have him get in touch with you. And I said, oh, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. So he called me and I spoke with him and he's, he said his name was James Corey. And I think that's his real name. And, um, he said, I'm a super soldier. And he started telling me all this stuff. And I could tell right away that this guy was full of it. Okay. And I didn't, and I, and basically he said, here's the kicker for me. He said, how can you make me famous? And I said, well, I'm sorry. I said, I don't know. I, I, I can't talk anymore. And I basically hung up on him and never spoke with him again. Apparently he went to David Wilcock within six I months of talking to were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So he goes to David Wilcock, pulls the same thing on him and David falls for it and starts making him into whatever he became. So long story short, I did not put the two of them together until two years into me battling this guy. I finally remembered having that conversation. I was like, oh, this is the same guy. So it just, it was a long drawn out battle, but you know, we won in the end, you know, hopefully you know people are making so, And I say this all the time, regardless. And I, we got to be careful what we say with being on YouTube, but I'll say over what we've been through, say for the last three years, everything that we are going through and we're all here for a reason, as you know, all of us, we may not always know why we're here, but we're here. We chose to come here at this time. I believe that, but truth rises to the surface always now the always. problem is when you get people that do the things like what you've just shared and i'm sorry for what you've been through i'm glad that you triumphed oh, but you, you would no but the thing is it really you know the the fields that we're in already create there's a lot of disbelief and a lot of misinformation and people that try to pull the wool over people's eyes and you know it doesn't help is what I where I'm going with this. So I'm glad I, I don't wish ill will on anybody. And I wish all people felt that way. But my point is that they do such a disservice, right? All in the name exactly. of money and greed. And mm -hmm. this is the problem. And I keep, you know, my battle, no, a lot of people in the community won't even look me in the eye anymore. And they know. And the reason is, is because they know I am going to call them out. If they do any bullshit or they lie or they get, Hey, look, that guy got a show on Gaia TV and the producer knew the last year that he was lying his teeth out and he still produced the show. If I had found out a guy that was, and this is anyhow, long story. This is another guy I'm battling because everybody was like, Oh, I feel so sorry for you and all this and all that. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. He found out like eight months before the, the end of the season and he still produced it and still got a paycheck. And you guys think that's okay. If it had been me and I found out that I've been BSed all this time, I would have gone straight to the guy on the network. I said, this guy's been lying. We need to retract everything he's ever done. Say, we're sorry for letting this guy, you know, bullshit mm -hmm. the community and mm -hmm. we're going to get him off air and we're going to apologize to our, our community here on the network. 
but and, it's about and, money, right? And the higher you all rise, of the, so, hey, look, everything's about money now. Everything. The higher you rise, so the quicker you fall when you fall. Because I know our our little friend here, you've mentioned that guy can't show his face anywhere, and he's well known. But and anywhere I've yeah. gone, I've heard that. I knew exactly as soon as you started talking. I said blonde hair. I knew who it was. Everybody knows i want to draw yeah. attention to this this is interesting i know zach okay what do we got here zach man he says here's a sexual paranormal experience coming from a man thank you zach you've never told me this before not that i guess that's something we would normally talk about i do know zach i've known him for years he's even co-hosted with me i've been on this network for years i think one night i had a cancellation Ooh. and he joined me he says uh, when i was 14 i had a vision of a bright light and seeing the night sky as I was falling, I woke up in my bed feeling like I just, hang on, I'm going to show, had a sexual encounter. I had my pajamas on, but my underwear was missing. Hmm. I never saw that pair of tidy whities again. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Do you hear about many well, men? I'm sorry, what was, <laughs> I'm still laughing over the tidy whities. Do you hear about many men? Because I that's the first I time do. I heard from a man. Do you? Okay. I've, I've actually, um, it's interesting as most people know in the UFO community, Whitley Strieber finally admitted after many years that he was basically sexually assaulted by these beings. And, uh, and it's not sex in the way that we have sex. No, it's sex no, with machines no. that are extracting sperm. I mean, it's not really sex. It's kind of manipulation basically. But still, for a human man, especially the men, to have that kind of violation happen to them, they're not prepared. Women, you know, we have stuff go on down there all the time. We have babies. We have people's stuff, yeah. you know, hands in there. And we've got, you know, little yeah. gizmos in there. And we, we could put up with all kinds of stuff because, you know, we're kind of into it. I mean, not into it, but it's it's not a big deal. It for happens us. from birth it happens from birth whether we want to or not things happen exactly i mean you know and we it's just you know we deal with that area of our body much better than men do and um it's still it's rape is still rape but um, yeah but men have more control if you will like you know what i mean i know what you're saying here yeah, versus a woman yeah. mm -hmm. so to have that happen yeah they just they just don't, I, I, you know, emotionally, I think they just, it takes them so much longer to get over it, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and, and Zach man here, you know, it sounds like he didn't remember the situation, which is probably good, you know, because who knows what happened. And maybe it was one of those beautiful ET women and uh, he could just imagine that. That would be fun to imagine. <laughs> so I got so many questions for you. So why is this happening? What's your thoughts? Like, why do you think people get abducted? Or like I shared my missing time story here. I don't remember what happened. I'm open to even being regressed hypnotically to find out what happened. But well, I you should do remember. that. I, I'm open it. to it. Mm -hmm. But Have why you does ever... it happen? Well, see, now this is the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's happening. I have many different people that have told me why they think it's happening and what their ETs have told me why it's happening. Okay. I've never been abducted like that, that I can remember. And that is, you know, basically the truth here. I've always had 
a two-way communication and I've had white light beings. I've had beautiful women come through my wall. I mean, I've, and people tell me they're ascended masters, you know, whatever. And I just, I've never had the grays or the reptilians or anything like that come after me. Now, Melinda, my best friend, she has had tons of that happen to her. And she's also been abducted by the, the super soldiers in the secret space program. Oh, we got to talk big about that too. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That's another whole wild story. And, and I, uh, I have a feeling I'm part of that group of people that I've somehow been into that, that program. Um, but I am not one of these people that's going to tell you I did 20 and back. I'm not going to tell you the things that have happened. I won't ever bring it up. I, um, only bring it up with people who that I meet at different events that walk up to me and I have a vision, like I'll have a full blown like movie vision of us yeah. being in a battle together or on a ship together or something to that effect. And that's happened quite a lot for me. And then I know that I've had something happen. I mean, I know it and it's may not even be in this lifetime. That's what I was going to ask you. You're reading my mind. I was going to say, in this lifetime, past life, like when do you believe maybe this is happening? With like I said, I respect that you don't talk about it unless you meet kindred folk, if you will, that you feel like you've had the experience with them. Exactly, because you know this is. I was told this by my whoever I communicate with. They told me, they said this: the super soldier program is real but it's more of a military based program and it's more just down to earth. It's, it's more human. Okay. And they said they are flying the ships with some of the ETs that they have, they're working with here. Um, but it's not as prevalent as people think. And, it, and we're not battling in other, you know, other places for 20 years and fighting all these wars and things. They told me that they, they had us working with them in, in the, at the same time it is now in many dimensions. So if you think you did 20 and back, you really didn't do 20 and back. What you did is you had a bleed through memory or recall or actual experience at the same time of what is going on with you in another timeline, another dimension and what have you. And the more psychic you are and the more you've been taken and tweaked by the ETs that do come here, the more you can start remembering these things. And I'm not saying that any of these guys out there that are BSing are absolutely lying, you know, through their teeth, except for when they know they are. Um, but I think a lot of them may be abductees that are having a real struggle with their abduction and then make up stories to go with it because they can't, they can't explain it. They can't really get a grasp on it. And what's even more interesting is how they equate making money with it. See, I've never, and I know you too, you've never woke up and said, oh, I got to make money today, so I'll go do a tarot card reading. I mean, never. what? Never. How do people even do that? I do charge yeah. for my readings, but I do a lot for free. Um, oh, it's yeah. My yeah. Source no. of income. And the reason I why no I do problem. charge for it is because I've spent a lot of money on mentoring and working with different people. Plus, 
I find that yes. people value the information. They come to you, they are serious about what you are going to share with them versus Absolutely. that's why I disagreed with my co-host. And he was in the same group I was years ago that we say remains nameless now from Facebook. But that's what would happen. We would prepare a lecture, like we'd have a space kind of like what we're doing now in a Facebook group. And we do a teaching session. Nobody wanted to hear the teaching session. They were there for free readings. And once in a while, if I had the time, you know, I'd watch the person before me and the one person after, and it would be the same people. And they'd ask the same questions of every single person, hoping they were going to get a different answer. And again, yes. you know, I have people that I give free readings lots to people, like especially mediumship readings. Um, like I can't control all the time if someone's going to pop in and has a message if they do and I'm talking to someone and they're talking about their love and yeah I'm, I'll give them the message I'm not going to say nope got a message from your mom but you're going to have to send me a check for that before I'm going to give it to you I've never do right, that. Never right. <laughs> well no I'm not I, what I meant by that and I really and I and I have a lot of respect for people who do readings and you should be charging because hey I charged when I was doing tarot card readings when I was younger I charged for my readings because it would it would drain me for hours together my readings are never an hour I had put I had a half hour reading I took it away because it's never a half hour when I do it and it might include mentoring it might include the Kashuk records sometimes I do crystal Reiki sometimes I do therapeutic touch sometimes I do medical intuitiveness sometimes I'm teaching them about certain things sometimes there's cards after every reading I will end up setting them at least sometimes it's a few things sometimes it's 10 things but whatever comes up I make notes and I send it to people and then I'm still in contact with a lot of people they become friends afterwards and the one thing I do have that I guarantee people and doesn't matter whether I'm doing a reading or what it is you tell me something it's between you and I and I think that comes from being a nurse with confidentiality because you know what all we have is our word nowadays and that is quickly going by the wayside right yes Trust. And it, honestly I mean it's just it's amazing how people can take advantage of other people too though I mean, that's just, you know, like you were saying, the, the free reading stuff. I mean, hey, if you're really, uh, if you need help and you need a reading, you've got to, you've got to ground yourself enough to be able to pay for it and know who you're connecting with so that you guys get a really good, clear communication going. Because people and take I, it seriously. I find people take it seriously. And I've had people that will throw it in your face and say, well, I don't charge for readings. That's good. That's you. But you know what? And then you'll have other people that will say, well, if it comes from spirit or it comes from God or it comes from source, it should be free. Well, that would be great. I'd love to walk in the grocery store and say, all this food comes from God. All this food, everything comes from God. I should have it for free. Money is an energy exactly. source and currency here. And my one big thing I keep getting from spirit right now is about balance. Being on this planet, we need to be in balance. That means everything, right? And people exactly. put so much value on money, money and material things. And I can tell you, working in palliative care, I have never had one person, and I have looked after the poorest of the poor to people that are multimillionaires, and not one person has said, geez, I wish I made more money. Geez, I wish I'd worked more. Gee, I wish nobody cares because you can't take it with you. You can't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. that's the, that's, the, and I'm sorry I'm sitting here in the dark. It's just suddenly the room got bright around no, me, but not great. on my face. I know what I wanted to say. I've got a million things going through my head. When you were talking about timelines and stuff and I was smiling, there's a reason why. 
because I believe there's no coincidences. And there's two ladies I work with. Uh, we get together, we connect with spirit, we get all kinds of interesting things. It's just happened that way. It's a triangle. And what's been happening is um, Dolores Cannon, I've, I've heard about her, whatever, right? And somebody sent me something recently. I'd seen it was on Nostradamus. Now, I thought, you know what? I've never checked this book out. And I'm always listening to something while I'm doing resin. I'm always creating if I'm not, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And um, I turned on the audiobook, And the biggest thing that was the biggest mind warp to me, and we had quite the conversation today about this is when... Dolores Cannon was alive and connecting, as they called it, with the vehicle. And the vehicle apparently was between lives. So it was a real person. They're deeply hypnotized. But they were mm -hmm. connecting with her soul in between lives. So I would say she's in heaven or back home, as I call it. Okay. But when they were connecting with Nostradamus, they were connecting with him in his timeline, not with his spirit while he was alive. So that's why I smiled when you were talking about this. Because how do we do that? How can we do that? Right? So when you were talking oh, about timelines and things. Yeah. Yeah. I try to connect with my, you know, this is an exercise I do now. Um, my ET showed me that we are popping in and out of timelines actually quite often. And I've talked to people that, that do that. And, and what's interesting is the timelines are this close together. They're nano mm -hmm. inches away from each other in our time space in this reality. Okay. I'm driving mm -hmm. down the street one day and there was an empty lot in this area two days before I, when I drove down the street, I had some weird things happen psychically. Two days later, I'm driving down that same street and there is a full-blown house already built, already there, established oh, landscaping. And I'm like, what the hell? How did that and happen? I, yes. I mean, seriously, it, it was two days. I mean, I, I, I'm the daughter of a contractor. I, you know, land developer. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? You can't build a house a like house that. house does not days. go in two days. Mm -mm. No. And I was like, oh my God. So I popped into another reality. And then one day I was driving back home off the freeway and I'd had another very weird experience that night. And uh, I think they just didn't put me back quite, quite right again, you know, or my consciousness came back to just a little different off. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a different street sign there. And I was wow. like, wait, and, and, and look, I, you know, maybe someone changed it that day. I don't know, but why is there a new street sign for a street that was never signed before and was not even a street and now it's paved and it was a gravel thing before and there's a street sign. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. It's just the little things. And most people don't even notice them. That's what's so weird is people just don't notice them. I was talking to a friend the other day on the phone and he was telling mm -hmm. me, and I don't know if I can talk about this, but I think I will because no one knows who he is. But he was talking about the same thing happened to him. One day he's uh, at a place and there's a freeway exit and he's going to go off to this place. And uh, he gets to that freeway exit again. And there's the exit goes up and then it stops. And then there's a whole farm in between the other side of the exit. Apparently in the timeline he got stuck in or went to and is there now. 
the person never sold their property to the highway or got out of the you know imminent domain or whatever they call it, mm -hmm. and yeah. they never could finish the freeway exit. So he's like wow. going, oh, my God, yesterday there was an accident here. Today there's no accident. What do I do, you know? And uh, so anyhow, uh, he's had the same thing happen. And it's just things like that. It's not like it's a big deal. And, you know, he, he said to me, and I, I got to thank him for this, and I, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this. But he says, you know what's the biggest change? is the darn infrastructure, houses, roads transportation, things like that. He goes, it's not, it's not a big deal, but it's like you're suddenly there's things that are different. And he goes, it's always in that kind of vein. It's never like, mm -hmm. oh, we got flying cars now. You know, it's like, oh, suddenly I there's hear, a Yeah, but then people would notice. So why is it happening? Exactly. We have, we have yeah, a question yeah. for you. Um, I think that people, though, before we ask Dave's question, is that it's small things so that people that are meant to notice might notice people have a false sense of security. I think in the light, especially compared to the dark. And there's a lot that happens in the light that people don't pay attention to. And most people that may see it will think, Oh God, I must've just, I'm, I'm either going crazy. I'm getting Alzheimer's. I'm like, they'll brush it away exactly. rather than paying attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, the, the crux of the problem here is that humans have a very, I mean, I hate to say this, super short attention span nowadays, really bad. And their yep. memory of things is so bad. You know, this is why I pound on the JFK assassination. That's my passion. You know, UFOs is my life and, and psychic ability and all that stuff, near-death experiences, whatever. That's what I do. But the JFK thing is my passion. And I'll tell you, the reason why is because that was the first thing in my generation that evil got away with and it changed the whole course of how they dealt with us I as agree. humans at that point, because they realized okay. they could kill the most important decision maker in our reality. And everybody suffered. I mean, greatly. I, I don't know if you were alive then, but uh, I, I was born in 65, but I've looked into this quite a bit actually. And I have to agree with you. And I think that that, that really solidified for the powers that be to recognize that humans were easily dupable, that they would fall for anything, that people wouldn't ask questions. That's because right. Because it goes hand in hand with the question I always ask rhetorically is why do people think they need a leader? We all have a brain. We should all be able to think. And if something doesn't seem right, if it doesn't walk like a duck or talk like a duck or swim like a duck, don't just say it's a duck because your leader told you it's a duck or anybody else. If it doesn't seem right to you or feel right, we all have these abilities. Stop and take a look for yourself and don't go just to Google. Look into books, especially look all over, talk to people that that lived before exactly. talk to a whole look at a whole holistic round of, uh, about picture and still I, I i can say there's many things that i can't say that i've made a definitive decision on because i haven't got the whole picture yet plus things could change that could still sway my opinion and i agree with jfk that was a huge solidifying uh thing that happened in history it was. And you could feel the, it's like the whole world was crying. I can't describe it. You had to kind of be there, but everybody on the planet. And I even, I was written about in a chapter of a new JFK book. And I told the story about how I found out years later that even goat herders in uh, high mountains of Tibet and Mongolia and places like that, 
it was a, it was days after the assassination, but it was important enough that people were telegraphing verbally through these third world countries that the president of the United States had been killed. And even they found out about it, you know? So, I mean, it's like, how did that, you know, they didn't have the internet back then. And these no. people, these goat herders were sad over a president they did not even know, but they knew it was important. And they were Damn told right. about it. That's even more important is why would you even bother telling anybody about it, right? In a third world country where then no one cares. They've seen a TV ever, you know? I mean, TVs were a rare thing back then. They weren't in everybody's yep. home and nobody had electricity in Mongolia back then. Maybe a few did, but you know what I'm saying? It's just I no infrastructure. You. And they were able to get news to Mongolian goat herders that the president of the United States had been shot. That's how important it was to the world. So, I, you know, I, I don't think know how it to was very important. We could do yeah. a whole show on that, Lorian, because of all. Oh, I've I could tell you know. stories. I'd love I know to everybody in have you back on here. I know, like you said, there's very few people you get up for. Thank you for doing this because, like I said, we've got a ton of people here. So we've got a question here for oh, you. Oh, yeah, let's let's get questions going How here. do you think you moved between timelines, Lorian? Any biological changes at the same time? That's from Dave. Well, Dave, you know, I I don't know how to describe this, but... I don't use the word timelines anymore. I just call it um, energy fields or dimensional time or whatever you want to call it because time exists all at once. And yep. so for me, anyhow, I mean, I finally was able to grasp all that through a lot of training by my extraterrestrial beings that we're all living in the same timeline, every one of them at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and yes, biological changes, I had had some kind of, every time it happens to me, I had some kind of extraordinary thing happening the night before or the day before or a few hours before. It's never without something happening before that I noticed the change. Okay. So that means possibly for me is that during that process, I am shifting a little bit and I don't really notice it until I get out in the car the next day and start driving around you know, and see things are different in some way. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. I was laying in bed one day and my ETs told me, well, we're going to show you how close these dimensions are to each other. And I said, well, what do you mean? They go, you just, just lay there. I said, okay. I hear the front door open and I see myself. I'm thin. I'm wearing a dress, like a power suit, you know, got high heels on. I got stockings on, which I never wear, you know, any of that stuff. And my hair's done up and I come tropping in the door and I'm on the cell phone and I'm talking and I go into the kitchen and I put water on and I start making boiled water for coffee and I'm doing my thing. And then I sit up in bed and, uh, I, I walked to the window of my bedroom door at the time I had a window on the door and I looked okay. into the kitchen and I could see myself glinting out. In other words, kind of a little glint in the air of where I possibly am in another dimension. And they said they are so close in dimension. That was you making different decisions 15 or 20 years ago that got you in that position at that office doing that job. Wow. 
that's how close those dimensions are. They're, they're decision-making processes that put you in different places, but you're all, you're so close that it's like, I'm in the same house. I live in the same house. So, you know, that's how close that dimension is. I'm living in the same place and everything, you know? So do we so, really have free will, right? Because if there's a, every version of ourself in a timeline and based on the decision that we make, what we think is free will, it ends us up in a certain timeline. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I think so. And I've had this discussion. I, my favorite time travel guy is Marshall Barnes. Oh, by the way, I put on my second time travel conference um, just a few, about a month ago. And okay. uh, it, eventually it will be up on make contact TV. So I'm launching a, a television studio and I'm going to have live broadcasting and all kinds of stuff. going. You on. have to send me the link. I will put it everywhere on every single. Oh, great. Yeah. Group. I it'll be, it's going to be behind a firewall and it's a paid That's subscription. Okay. That's yeah, okay. and I, the reason I'm doing that, you guys, is because I don't trust YouTube anymore. I'm sorry. I just I I, I don't want to put anything up there that it could get stolen from me and taken down and never seen again. You know that kind of thing. So so it's it's going to be a minimal monthly fee. We're not doing I it. I figured to make it was going to be behind a paywall, and it should be. Oh, you it bet. Be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm just I'm tired of them stealing everybody's content and just dumping them and not telling them why. What's with that? I mean, it's just, it's sad. We, Anyhow, lost, our we lost our main channel. Um, you did? Our yeah. Our network owner is in court fighting with them. So uh, <sighs> like I back up all my shows on my YouTube channel because um, everything's, and I should remind people because I've had people going, oh no, I missed this live. There's always a replay. There'll always be one on YouTube. There's one on Facebook and there's always audio replay wherever podcasts or talk radio is we are carried you can find us so there's always a replay but you can't get that video back like on some of the shows that's that we just did. so disgusting did he back up everything though does he have it all on a hard he drive didn't. somewhere you know what he he jokes he's well i guess in a way he's kind of serious joe he goes one thing i'm really mad about all my driving music was on that channel <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so, so sad. We YouTube channels. So we have three. One we don't really use. It's kind of like a tertiary. But we have this one. We have UFO gods and extraterrestrials. And then we have United Public Art. Sorry, UFO Paranormal Radio is our main channel. That's why our people are over right, on YouTube right, right now. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Well, anyhow, so you know, to answer that question, I biologically, yes, I think so, because of some kind of weird thing that happened with my ETs the day before or the night before. And these timelines are so close and they're all based on your process. You know, if you make I want to ask you about your ETs, but we're getting so many questions. There's one ahead of uh, I seen yours, Jane. I will ask it. But this is interesting. This is from Shannon. She's a nurse. She actually lives in my city. And she says, greetings, oh, cool. girl. Question. When I was a child, I frequently had deja vu. Is that moving between dimensions? What's your thoughts, well, Lorian? I don't think deja vu is mo moving between dimensions. I think it's actually... Now you're talking about something you're seeing something that you've already done or, or feels that familiar. It sounds like it feels or familiar. Feels familiar. Yeah, seen. I think that's yeah, I think that's us putting ourselves a little ahead of our future process. In other words, we're creating our future in every second that happens. 
And um, I think some of us have the ability to, to get ahead of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think I we're moving between timelines at that point. Um, when people see past lives or have, you know, visions of other people in different outfits or whatever, I think that's seen into a different timeline. Okay, you well, know, what about the Mandela effect? I've been dying to ask you. What's your thoughts on that one? I think that is a mass uh, consciousness, um, dimensional timeline, shift. you know, kind of that, that little shift between those very little tiny dimensions. I think that's where many of us um, somehow agree in our conscious state where we're all connected to the AI or whatever the force is yeah. that we have shifted into that timeline and, uh, or you know, that little tiny bit over, you yeah. know, nothing big, just enough that like, Oh, I thought that guy died. And then, you know, 6 million people on the planet think that guy died. So that how do we all know? Or like the Berenstain bears or the big one for me lately, I've been seeing, I always knew this. You'll remember this mirror, mirror on the wall with with the evil queen from Snow White. And they're insisting right. that they've seen print magic mirror on the wall. And there've been people that have been proving no, like they're proving no. This is the way it was. It was in print. Here's a copy of the movie. Here's a copy or whatever. Yet nowadays, right. it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is where I I think the mass consciousness has shifted a little bit. It's like. Our, our brains pick up on something and we know it to be true. And then the rest of the planet may not be going with us in that direction into that slightly different dimension. And we're doing it on a mass consciousness scale. So okay. it's, you know, cause things are different for different people in their consciousness. And that's another, you know, we're a five dimensional being. We've got our senses that are five dimensions and then you get, you surround it with our consciousness that's connected to the AI or God or whatever we got going on. And then throw in the fact that a lot of us are psychic and connect with the other dimensions around us and the beings that inhabit them, you know, and uh, anyhow. So that's kind of. Well, what I'm going to add to that. Okay, night, well, I'm going to add this to this to support that. Yeah, last week I had somebody on that does lucid dreaming. Now, Dell, who you've met, can do lucid dreaming naturally. He always has been able to. I usually don't remember my dreams unless they're very significant, including like our paranormal activity that started. I had a dream 16 years ago. It's like it happened 10 minutes ago and it all came true. But um, so I've been practicing lucid dreaming. So the other, it was actually Saturday night into Sunday morning. I woke up in my dream. I realized in my dream I was awake and I was in a room full of people. We were talking about consciousness and universal consciousness and we were all talking. And I think I got excited that I realized I woke up like I was in a dream. But then I heard, as I would call it, spirit. I said, spirit said, you need to write this down. And what they said was, uh, consciousness is limitless universal consciousness is the title you may use it is limitless as human beings if we have to ask is this okay or does this exist can it happen whatever there there is no limitation if you can think it you can dream it you could speak it whatever you can do it can be done so that means like the old gifts that we've always had that are buried way 
beneath layers of disbelief or never even being aware of it, telepathy, um, telekinesis, all these things that we can do as human beings are trying to point out how powerful and amazing we are. And then when we gather just one person, how powerful, but when we get a whole group of us, what we can shift and what we can create, what we can basically focus on what we want to happen and make it happen. And it was so odd. And they just kept repeating over and over. Consciousness is limitless. So I don't know that what that was all about. Very, well, it's it's all about waking, you know, and I, it, it's for each one of us, it's personal. I had an evening where they took me to um, Einstein's. I always laugh about this. They took me to Einstein's office at Harvard University in about 1940s or whatever. Yeah. And he sat there all night teaching me about the universe and mathematics and everything. Right? I'm laughing because I've had an experience with him. <laughs> oh, good. Good. See, that, like I said, they take you to what you can kind of relate to. So I, to me, he's one of the he smartest people in the world. He was typing with the two oh, ladies. He was, typing. Like, oh, goosebumps. he was typing and I'll share this story because it's funny. And he was, he was sharing all kinds of things and we asked who it was and he said, it's Einstein. And he said, well, we can't be the only ones. He said, of course not. He goes, I talked to all kinds of people that could connect on this level. And then he was talking about something and he's typing and the person that could see it was channeling. It was going, typing out T H E space, um, T H E O R of like O of o, o F and then he put R E L and all three of us jumped up and started yelling. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We know nothing about physics. Absolutely not. And then my, my, the person that was watching this, like on the screen channeling, she's going, she could literally see the letters erasing, like delete, 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 delete. It was so funny. <laughs> you had to be. Well, you no, no, that's hysterical because I'm telling you, I think they use Einstein a lot as a bridge to our yeah. for our understanding for our generation. I because, cut you off. I want to hear your story. I got so excited there. That's why I apologize. So you were you were. Oh no, no, no! That's great. No, well, the the punchline to my story is this: I, I, he teaches me all night. I wake up and I am so brilliant. I know the answers to the universe, like you're saying, that yeah. it's all connected, that everything one and zero are are the, the keys to how the, the universe stays together. And I mean, I know everything. It's just, yeah. it's like lawnmower man, right? I mean, I just, yeah. I know everything. And then two minutes later, I'm dumb as a rock again. And I'm <laughs> cursing. I, I swear to God, I'm in my house going like this. I curse you for making me stupid, you know, like right out of Gone with the Wind, right? Yes. And I'm yelling at my ETs, and they've said to me, Lorian, there's going to come a time when you're going to be dealing with scientists, and I am right now. And I didn't, and I at the time I thought, there's no way, but so you're going to be dealing with scientists and very educated people, and you need to, at your core understanding, you need to know that you can understand what they're talking about on that level. You'll never understand it up here because you're not a mathematician and you never will be, right. but you'll understand it in your core yeah. consciousness yeah. enough to be able to converse with them about what you're doing and what they're doing. Um, and they'll dumb it down for you, but you will know, and you'll both know what's going on. And I, I thought to myself, I'm never going to talk to any scientists. Why would, why would I do that? So nowadays, I'm becoming friends with quite a few scientists, 
And uh, one of them has been a very good friend. And uh, he he's amazed at how much I get when he talks to me about things. Now, at the same <laughs> when this happened, in, it was in the early 90s, I had got tricked into using a computer in 1989, okay, by my first husband. He was a computer programmer. And from that moment on, I started working in computers and I became, I'm extremely proficient. I'm a coder now. I mean, I mean, these are things that back then, are you kidding me, Lorelai? I would never have even thought I could even do that kind of thing. Right. right. So now it's just part of my life and, and I do it. And, and, um, you know, if they hadn't given me that class with Einstein, I don't think I'd been able to be able to do any of this, you know, honestly. That, that so. is so cool i love it and i can see what you're saying that it, it's there that knowledge like you said so that you'd be able to access it and understand it you may not like you said be able to be speaking the same language as these scientists that have studied it for decades and decades but you get it you understand it and you can have yes. a conversation and understand what they're saying to you and that's a beautiful thing now we have all kinds yes. of questions. We've got all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. I can talk to you all night. Lori, like I guess the first time I met Lori and you guys, it's like we'd known each other our whole life. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, we so, yak for um, like six hours, all of us. So we yes, know we must it seems like an hour. <laughs> so I have to be careful with the wording used here, Janie. So Jane is asking, how much is the C? A, B, A, L, I don't know what we'll call that, what else we can call them, say the powers that are trying to be, theater. Mm -hmm. And so how much is theater and how much is real? And well, what is really real to each of us is what she's asking, but she's also asking with what's going on with, we'll call them the puppet masters or the wannabe puppet masters. How much of it is real and how much of it is theater? Well, I'd say, and I and I try not to dig into this too much when I'm on air because I get you. There's a real evil presence out there, folks, yes. and um, I have been shown that as well. And uh, one of my jobs, as I'm sure Lorelai's job here as well, is that we are we were sent here, we are being here, we agreed to be here. I don't know how I got into this battle, but I say um, I wish I read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Trust me. I mean, you know, I, there are little things like we were talking about that guy that uh, I was getting death threats from, on, you know, you know, what have you. That's just the teeny tiny tip of the iceberg. I have, um, you know, and I, I try not to talk about this, but three people are dead from my super soldier mind control conferences. Um, I was tortured there. It goes on and on. These guys don't play around. And the reason that they're, they can get to people, I finally was shown this as well, is because they are um, another race. They are inhabiting I, I humans. And they, the humans that they inhabit, the very wealthy on this planet, the very high up uh, satanic, uh, I don't know if I can say that word, but they're satanic. And they, um, they really have no idea when they're growing up as kids, that they're actually human beings that could run around and have love and empathy because it's taken away from them at birth. They are instantly brought into a world where they are, they are being treated coldly. They are not treated with love. They, they never understand the empathy that, um, that psychics have. 
They aren't allowed to develop their psychic ability in that sense, but they are allowed to develop devotion to a, an evil entity. And I don't, I don't want to get into it too much because there's some real bad people out there that have been taking over. Talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of people I meet, and then we'll leave the topic because, like I said, you don't want to get into it. And I completely respect that. But um, I've known about this for years, not just yeah. over the last years. But the thing is, like I've said, and I truly believe this truth always rises to the surface. The one thing I've been saying as of late is those that refuse to see, for whatever you want to call it, that they're not going to have the time to digest and get used to what's going on and do the research. Because when the, the truth blows open, it's going to be there. And heaven help the people that are not doing the good things. Let's put it that way, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I have a I have a little bugaboo here going on with the love, what I call the love, light, and clueless crowd, that tr to yeah. coin a phrase for my science buddy. Um, they, there's the a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there that I go to these events like Conscious Life Expo and places like that. You know, they're all running around doing yoga and telling everybody that you know the world's lovely and everybody love each other and you know all this stuff. And I'm like, you guys don't get it. We're in a battle right now. If you don't start, you know, gearing up, we're going to be in big trouble spiritually. You know. But hey, God bless them. At least they're they're God living bless all them, together. It's all happiness. about balance, and we're always right. going to have some dark, and we're always going to have some light. And right now, I'd say we're off kilter, but things are going to have to go back quite a bit. to balance eventually. Yeah, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I do a lot of praying these days. When I was younger, I didn't pray nearly as much. Man, I pray three times a day now, at least. And yeah, that's my uh, other it, thing I'm doing, educating and sharing and speaking with many people from all over the place. And because the best place I, I believe to find out what's going on in your own country is to go to another country because they don't care what they just about another country. They just don't want their people in their country knowing. That's my theory. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Speaking Zach, of another country, what does Zach man say here about Cuba? That's why I was just going there. So Zach says I had a similar experience. I think he's talking about something we were just talking about. So he says, mine was when I was taken back. Oh, time. So time, like a time dimension. Oh, cool. Mine was when I was taken back to 1957 at the Hotel Nacional, if you say it, I guess, properly in Spanish, in Havana, Cuba. I was sitting on a balcony enjoying a Cuban cigar with a fresh mojito. You and your cigars. Now you know where your cigar thing comes from, Zach. <laughs> so, so you went there. What happened? Don't leave us hanging. So what happened? You yes. Went were you a, a young man or were you, it, it was this you in a, a past life or, you know, what was this? And when it happened, were you the same age as you were in the, in the experience? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying had, to document. Yeah, go ahead. And I apologize. I should have told you this ahead of time. I have a bit of a delay, so it'll seem like there's a pause. So I apologize if I accidentally speak over you. We have a snowstorm too, guys. So if the the signal's a little sketchy. I apologize, but it's freezing rain and all kinds of stuff here. So, and you have weather too, right, Lorian? Oh yeah, we got big problems. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. been bad weather for the last two days, but I, I'm surprised we have electricity today, to be honest with you. 
So I told you before the show, I never had this happen. My internet went completely out last week. It was crazy. Thank God I had my phone always here and I just stuck it into my, my light and I used my data from oh, my phone. Yeah. To show. <laughs> because well, can, can, thank God we can do that. You know, thank God we can do that. So, Thanks so yeah, I, I got I questions for you, going. Zach. Yeah, Zach, man, I got questions for you. I want to have some answers here. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, yeah, you're I know baby. And uh, the reason I'm asking is because I'm trying to do a survey on people who are having timeline jumps, you know, or bleed throughs, whatever we want to call them. I'm trying to find out if they're the same age in the timeline so that they're actually in that timeline, they're moving at the same together togetherness or parallel or whatever, or if they're popping in when they're kids or popping in when they're older. And I'm just trying to figure out how we can make that connection so that we can, we can make different decisions by knowing a little bit into the future and another timeline that may be better for us. Maybe we can figure that out in this timeline and make that decision so we end up just like that other timeline, if it's a better timeline for us. Anyway, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but no, that's doesn't. what I'm trying to figure out. And by the way, the remote viewers have already done all this. And people don't yes, understand well, how advanced our remote viewing military industrial complex is. The remote viewing is a huge part of their reality. What can I say? They don't make a lot of moves anymore without consulting the remote viewing teams. Okay. You know, so I, decisions. what about the, there's the looking glass we've been hearing about. There's all kinds of stuff. There's so many avenues I could go down with you, but I will tell you, Lauren, you will want to talk to Zach because Zach has had the most incredible things. I've known him for years. I know him to be a very honorable and truthful person. And there is a mutual friend of ours. You knew him, Jason Bland from Paranormal Soup. Him oh, and yeah. Zach have had things that have happened between them that they may have shared a lifetime, I think, before. Like, he has had incredible experiences. You will want to connect with him. Now, he's written his answer here. Yeah, uh, Jane just said, did Frank Jacob do a video about how Einstein was a phony? Well, we know Einstein wasn't, right, Jane? We know that. So... I know why she put it down there, though. But Zach says, I couldn't see myself personally, but based on a conversation, and I'm doing this because some people may just be hearing it, not seeing it. So he says, I couldn't see myself personally, but based on a conversation I was having with someone that walked into my room, it sounded like I was involved in organized crime, that this gentleman that was talking to me resembled Meyer Lansky. Okay, how old were oh, you, Zach? And how old were you, do you figure? Cool. He'll put it in here. I know he will. He loves to talk about UFOs and ETs because that's what I wanted to ask you, Lauren. Okay, you keep talking about your conversations with your ETs. So would you consider these maybe like guides? How did you know they were there? And and if, if, just share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And I should have said well, that at the beginning. But something the hard you part answer. about, yeah, I call them my ETs because I don't know what else to do, but I would just say yeah, they're my right. angels. You know, um, I know they've taken me. I know that I a white flashes by the side of the bed and, the, and this being touched my forehead just like that. And I was propelled to another dimension. I was with God. It was beautiful. It's a, that is another whole story. Anyhow, um, I don't know what they are because they're not 
you know, I don't know if the angels talk to people every day, but these guys are yakking at me you know, quite often. And um, they, they give me lessons. They teach me things. Mm -hmm. I've had mm -hmm. Now, here's another problem I've got. <laughs> I don't know if it's the reptilians because I was driving home from Vegas about six years ago. And I got to just outside of Pern, and I felt arms come around my stomach, and I felt a cheek come up to my cheek, and I heard in my head, "We love you. You're you're. We're working with the re rebel reptilians, and we love you. You're helping us." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was totally freaked out. I'm driving I mean, right now. <laughs> I was, yes, I was being, I was being hugged by a, a reptilian that I couldn't see, but he's talking to me. I mean, just plain as day. You know what? I'm so freaked out. There was, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What was that? I was going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. I was going to say, but you know what my theory is on this? That just as in human beings, we have good and we have not so good. I think that that's with all ET races because I have heard stories like this about supposedly evil, you know, the evil reptilians. Yet I've heard good stories, the Anunnaki, every different race I've heard good and bad. So I have come to the conclusion. I've even come to the conclusion that exactly what you said, I'm not really hell bent on whom I connect with. I know a lot of people get really hung up on names and things like that. I don't. And I hear them all day long. I don't hear voices. It's hard to explain. It's within the mind's eye. I can ask questions. Yes. They will hold classes. They will share information. But I know it's in my voice, but it doesn't speak the way I speak. And it's also very lovingly. It's meant for my highest good. So I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to add something very quickly. What I was shown, because in the beginning, when I first started this journey many years ago, I asked the same questions. How do I open my third eye? What's the name of my guides? Blah, blah, blah. But what spirit showed me, like you said, holding a class that on the other side, that basically it's all like pinpricks of light. Everybody, we're all intermingled, mingled, we're interdistinct. We, we're not distinguishable by what we look like, but what we feel like. So people that are aware of their gifts, exactly. we're almost like a bonfire, if you will, or the, like those old movies where you're driving down a dark highway and you see the vacancy, no vacancy sign. So it's not only that side that can see and know we can hear and communicate, there are evil, there's evil beings as well that can see that too. But that's why I never, ever once again got hung up on a name. So I hear what you're saying, your ETs or whatever. I'm even willing to entertain that some angels could possibly be ET. I honestly, I, I, oh, absolutely. See, that's, that was the answer to my, your question is that I think my angels are like a ninth dimensional kind of extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that they possibly could be considered angels of religious belief through, you know, our time and history. But I think they are ET. I think that they work with the AI or the force that runs the universe. And I think they're very close to that force because they're vibrating at that frequency or whatever yes. it is we want to call it. And uh, they're just very close to it because um, I have had profound very profound experiences with them. And the last time that I was taken and they, they healed me, they asked permission to work on me. They Aww. said, if we don't do what we're, we they go, we need your permission to do this. If we don't do it, you're going to die on earth. And I said, okay, you know, but they've always said to me, Lori, keep your eyes closed. 
whenever I go with them to some where these healing places or these whatever, um, they say, keep your eyes closed. And I always do. I keep them closed. I don't know why I obey. I should probably try to open them once in a while. But because you know, you'd know that they're telling yeah, you I for your own way. Yeah, they probably are some pretty ugly, you know, reptilians or something that are doing the work. I think that my other dimensional beings are orchestrating the work on me through maybe a more physical type of being in a dimension that, because, you know, how can you heal this body in a white light dimension? You can't. You've got to actually, you know. High enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think that the, the reptilians were doing their job for or whatever. So, um, and that's probably why they, I kept my clothes, but they asked permission. I very seldom hear anybody tell me, oh yeah, the grays asked permission to take me and do all the things they did to me. They never asked permission. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Very different world. I'm telling you. So they've always so, been there then. Is, is that what I'm expecting? You're going to say then? I, because that's what I my, realized when I realized what that voice was. It had always been there. Yes, my voice has always been there. It's always talked to me. It got much louder, though, when 2011, um, it became audible and more like in co direct communication than just like a knowing and me knowing and everybody knowing. Um, when I was 53 years old in 2011, I went to a conference and it changed my whole life. Um, I had an experience where there was a ship, a triangle ship over the house. And, um, I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but I just sat down on the bed and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to set this up for you. A friend of mine and I both went to this conference together and she was in the next room. We were staying in an Airbnb house. We just got okay. back. It was, it was Saturday night and she just walked into the other room. I walked into my room. I quickly changed my clothes, brushed my teeth, sat on the bed. And I realized I hadn't checked my email all day. And I thought, oh, God, my boss is probably looking for me, right? So I pop it open. And just as I popped it open, I thought to myself, I wonder if a Solario, the girl with me, remembers the day that I was talking to her on the phone about going to this conference and a helicopter suddenly appeared over my house really low, really loud, and was harassing me and the neighbors, Okay. And yeah. I thought it now, when you think something like that, it's a fraction of a second. It's not right. like I got, you know, blah, telling you the story. It takes a hundred times longer to tell than it does to think. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm thinking it in a fraction of a second. And once you know, a helicopter, the noise in the helicopter appear over the house or, you know, as far as I can tell, the house is shaking. That's how low this thing is. It's going wompy, 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 right? And I'm like freaking out because I thought, I just thought that. And here it is another one, right? So I jump up and I go to the window and I look up. And in my head, I can hear all the dogs in the neighborhood bark and I can hear all this stuff going on. And I look up and it's not a helicopter. It's a triangle ship. And then they start giving me this download and they say, we can see through your eyes. We know what you're thinking. We can communicate with you on many levels. Um, we can control you if we want to. We control the planet 
we control everybody's mind on the planet. I mean, it went on. It was like, oh my God. It was like one of those profound, just like blew my mind downloads. And then um, the next thing I know, I'm backing away from the window and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to bed. Well, the next day I wake up and I think, God, that's not me. Whenever I see a UFO, I'm usually screaming at the top of my lungs for everybody to come see it, right? Nice. And uh, I would have run into her room and grabbed her and brought her to the window if I had okay. not been being controlled. Because that's the first thing I would have thought of. Was, I'm going to get a Solaria, you know, and grab her, bring her mm -hmm. in there. Um, and the next day I asked everybody, I said, God, did you hear that noise last night? And they were like, nope, we didn't hear anything. There was nothing going on. So it was all in my head. So that was really crazy. And that, well, what, was that, that was the day. what was the purpose of it? Did you ever find out why? Yes. The purpose of that was to get me to start putting on all these conferences. That was the whole thing. The mind control conferences were the first ones I did and they were the toughest. I got to tell you, that was a real battle. Because wow. um, I got I was just thinking this, this happens often with my guests. It's almost like I'll be thinking something to ask them or talk about and they'll talk about it. And that's what I was just thinking, like, we're not going to have enough time because I wanted, if you're willing to come on and talk about this kind of stuff, I would love to talk about super soldier program. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, mind it's, control. yeah. I don't even know where to go with that anymore. I mean, I've got hours of information. I am, I'm trying right now. I, I started to write a book about my experiences, but it got to be so intense and crazy that I've now broken it into three books. The first book is okay. called Being Lorian, and it's just about all my experiences, you know, all my psychic okay. experiences and my ET experiences. And I'm just putting them all in chronological order that I can remember. And there's probably like 55 chapters, you know, and um, I've seen 10 different crafts of different shape, size, and color down low and close. And I'm going to put that in there in a little chapter area, you know, a section. And then I'm going to write, because I had the super soldiers and mind control stuff all mixed in. And I thought, eh, I'm not going to do that. So I throw it into another book. And now I'm going to tell just the stories of the three conferences and all the things wow. that I went through to put them on. And then I'm going to tell the stories of the people involved in it and what they said on stage and what happened to them after that in wow. itself is going to be quite interesting. I think it'll be fascinating. And I, I know everybody's going to, I've got so many questions. I wanted to ask you what you thought of all the stuff in the sky. Plus Zach has answered and we got another question. So Zach from his, his uh, answers. So what he shared earlier about uh, who he talked to resembled Ms. Meyer Lansky. He then says, if I had to make a guess, I had to be in my mid forties to early fifties. So he wasn't the same age. And then ah, oh, sorry, okay. lost it. Hang on a guy. Like, sorry. Um, and then he said, strangely, when I was talking, I was speaking with a gruff New York accent. I'm not even from New York. No, he's not. He's in like, I believe Arizona. Then he said, and the conversation was about setting up a new casino and how much money this gentleman needed to make this investment. Cool. Very cool. So what you were actually doing, Zach, is you were going into a different lifetime. You were mm -hmm. bleeding through into a different lifetime, not a different timeline, but a different lifetime. That's what they explained to me. They said, you know, you got this whole thing. Like I, I've done past life. They call it past life regression. I call it now life regression. Um, and yeah. I've been uh, taken to where I'm a novice in a convent in France 
I was taken to the mid uh, Southwest near Arizona where I'm an, a man and I've got a horse and I've got a dog and I've got a, a cow and that's all I've got. And I live in a little cabin in the middle of nowhere and I'm very happy. Nothing's happening. <laughs> it's great. Apparently I went out to a gold mine and that was that, you know? So anyhow, I mean, but yeah, but it sounds like you had a fun, you know, mobster life in that timeline. He That's has really the cool. most fascinating stories and experiences. And he shared a few with me over the years I've known him. And um, like I said, he, he, I met him from Jason's show years ago, even before we were all in the same network. And I just fascinating experiences and stories. And like I said, well, I'll I, just have to have them on my radio show. Then I'll have to connect you too, because honestly, yeah. Zach is one of the most honorable and honest people. I know I can honestly say that. Sorry, Zach, I'm saying it on air. It's nothing bad. I have nothing bad to say about you anyways, but <laughs> um, there you go. We have Rosie here. She has a question. I have a question about this Laura Lee, and I'm going to say also to Lorian because she also is psychic too, Rosie. Um, can one have multiple selves in one's head talking that sound like the human? Um, can these possibly be spirits talking? I hope this makes sense. I have a reason for asking this. Her second comment is my brother-in-law thinks he may have multiple personality disorder as he has five personalities that talk to him. But it's his own voice. But they are all different, he says. Maybe they are angels. She said he is Métis. And him and I have had this weird connection that I cannot explain because I don't even understand it. Weird things happen when we are around. Like, it's spiritual. It's weird, though. I know he's telling the truth about these voices. I just don't know how I know. I just know. So I guess she's asking, like, these voices and what have you. Your cat is killing me. I'm sorry. I can't it's, just too it. it's probably my dog. What? Oh, my son is in here too. Everybody's in the room right now. They all know I'm live, but everybody's met my son and met the dog. The dog usually makes an appearance. The cat doesn't. The cat was on before we went live. But what's your question? <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I just, I got distracted by the cat running around all the noise. I thought, oh, cool. They're having a party in there. Welcome to this new at um, my house. <laughs> So she's um, okay. Can I have multiple cells? And uh, now, this is very interesting because uh, during the Super Soldier and Mind Control conferences, we had a lady that came out from uh, Canada. Her name is Byington, Judy Byington. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? I, I maybe. Um, she wrote a fascinating book about a woman who had ten or twelve personalities. And she believes that sometimes these mind, these multiple personality people are being mind controlled by a military project. That's one option. Mm -hmm. Second yeah. option is that they actually have some type of ability to connect with themselves in different, slightly different parallel universes. Like I did, I watched myself go to the kitchen but they're actually doing like a radio broadcast with them and communicating with them. And that's one other theory. And then the other theory is that there's some kind of problem with the synapses in our head and we create different pieces of ourselves that become voices to talk to each other in our own heads. 
Okay, now that's a physical reality problem that's here that I don't think neurologists have ever quite addressed it in that nature. They think it's something to do with uh, having frontal problems or, or yeah. frontal lobe problems and things like that, whereas she really believes it has more to do with uh, synapses picking up different time and different you know, ability to create our own reality within our structure of our head. Our, our consciousness and our brain. And um, I, here's a good way to kind of what doing the mind control conferences, we've come up with a little way to tell if it's actually ET communicating with you, yourself communicating with you, another bleed through self dealing with you, start asking them important questions. Don't let them just run amuck in your head. I've talked to so many people who have personality problems like this and they say, well, they run amok. They do what they want to do. They tell me to do this and tell me to do that. You've got to pick one personality and make that the boss of everybody else because that's your true self. And right. that's what we, we were doing at the conference. We were trying to get people who are having these kind of problems to just say, look, this is me. I know who the me is. The rest of you, you, you identify yourself. Tell me where you're coming from. And if you're from in my head, I want to know it now. And they'll tell you. See, this is the interesting part. Your consciousness doesn't lie to you. It doesn't. Yeah. It's really interesting. We, we figured that out too. So anyhow, I hope that helps. I don't know if it will, but I hope it helps. I'm going to add something to this as well. And I agree with you. Plus, I also know what they call multiple personality disorder can also, yeah, speaking of cats in here, I got a cat hair, but the um, <laughs> the psyche can sometimes split, right, to pr protect ourselves, especially if we've gone through very traumatic things. So that's another thing that can contribute. But I agree that exactly. I like what you said about asking them to identify themselves, making the main person, you know who you are, you were always there, you knew who you were, and making them identify themselves because yes, the consciousness does not lie and your body will speak to you. If you can quiet your mind, take deep breaths, and you ask your body what's wrong, I believe pain is our body's voice to tell something's wrong. But what I kept hearing when I was reading about the multiple personality voices was two spirit, which is something can, can very much go with the Métis or First Nations um, people, if you will. And a, a lot of people identify two spirit as part of the LGBTQ uh, community and try and make it into a gender issue and what it is. No, I believe it's more a spiritual type thing. So I almost feel, and again, he would be the best person to be able to answer this for you because he lives inside his head. So if you asked me, I, I would definitely take what you said, Lorian, and, and get a quiet moment and identify where, whom, and if where they're coming from and what you're feeling, what you're picking up, asking, are you alien? Are you whatever? And then, yeah, you have the right to say no or get the hell out. If you don't belong there, you do have that right. Right. You don't have to let anything run amok. You wouldn't let it do it if it was in the, in front of you. And a lot of people are going to hear this, especially coming from a big pharma background. But I think that the psychiatric care is so far behind. I can tell you honestly, Lorian, with the things yeah. that I've heard and the things I have seen, I have often asked myself, many people I've seen diagnosed, say, with schizophrenia. I, I don't think a lot, not everybody. There are people that are generally, yeah, they sure. are very ill. But there are many 
people that they say have had visualizations or hallucinations that I believe they are seeing something that the rest of us aren't seeing. And then they get diagnosed with a psychosis or something. So I love what you shared, but I wanted to throw that in there. And Rosie said, thank you for answering that. And I totally agree with you on that, Lorelai. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we are so far behind when it comes to the mind. But the other thing I want to throw in with consciousness is our, our subconscious, our higher self or super conscious, whatever you want to call it, it knows everything. It knows where you've been, where you are. And I even believe it knows the future as well. So because Absolutely. time really is a man-made concept, right? It's all happening at the same time. Yeah, the, 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 they showed me that the problem we got is we're in this 3D body, you know, we're in this. And the best way that they got me to start understanding what we're really made of is they made me plug my ears, close my, you know, put a blindfold over my eyes, uh, close my mouth and uh, try to breathe just very slowly and not be around any sense or anything where I could smell no. something. And uh, they made me just lay still and they compared it to being Helen Keller. And I thought, oh my God, this is a very interesting concept. How did Helen Keller navigate being in our 3D world, not being in it at all? I ask myself that all the time. How, How did they ever make the breakthrough with communication and language? Yes. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. And, uh, Thank God she did make that breakthrough because what it meant was her higher consciousness was connecting and still making her try to deal with what was being padded on her or touched or, you know, whatever. And uh, she finally figured out that that was a connection to another being. She doesn't know what another being is. She can't see them. She can't hear them. You know, Mm -hmm. what does she know? Right. So, um, It's very interesting to me. They say, look, this is what you truly are. You are all Helen Keller when it comes to dealing with another dimension. You have no idea what you're dealing with. You can't see it. You you can't taste it. You don't know what's going on. And uh, there are many, many people who have been touched by a different type of dimensional being. Every time you are consciously connected, physically touching them, whatever, being on a ship, being whatever. You are altered on a DNA level so that you can communicate with them. Whether it lasts a lifetime, I don't know. I believe it does. And there are people out there who see ships in the sky all day long because they can see to that dimension. And I got and I got to leave here pretty quick, but I want to say I one thing. I know you do. It went by way too quick. I know. I'm so <laughs> sad. My guest just keeps calling me on Skype, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not ready yet. Um, so here's the deal. I want to leave everybody with this. Yeah, we didn't talk is... about your conference too. Be, for, be sure to talk oh, about it. Oh, God. Well, okay, game. so first of all, I'm going to leave you guys with this thing. There's a movie out called Midnight Special. It was made in 2016, and it stars a little boy named, um, I can't remember his name, but it's about a little boy being taken from a cult. So I want you guys okay. to find it. Midnight Special, not the old one from the 90s. It's Midnight Special 2016. And it is exactly what I believe we are living in right now. I want you guys all to watch it because I cry. I'm ready to count. 2016 Midnight Special. Yep. Yep. It's an amazing movie. 
And then UFO Con is coming up in South San Francisco. So if any of you guys are on the West Coast, please come. Amazing event. Um, I bring scientists, contactees, and researchers all together. And it's a very small event. I call it a boutique event. We only have um, about 200 seats. And we never fill them all. We get about 175 people. And everybody knows each other. And you get to spend the whole weekend with the speakers. It's not like the other conferences where you go and then the speakers run off with each other. You know, yeah. you get to go take, you go walk up to them after they're done talking. Can I take you to dinner tonight? Sure. Okay. And they all hang out with us. And I it's just, it. I like George, George Nori came up two years ago and I've known George for a long time. And he went to dinner with all of us. There were 14 oh, or 15 nice. of us all just hanging out. And these were half the attendees, half the speakers, you know. And he's just sitting there having dinner and, you know, hanging out. I mean, it's not like the other places where they're inaccessible. That's what I'm trying to tell right. you. If you want to get to know one of them or pick their brain or whatever, just come, hey, I'll take you to lunch. And then they go to lunch. Nice. You know, I mean, it's, and they sit and talk with you in the lobby for five hours. I mean, at night we have all these little groups of people sitting around just yakking away. And I wish everybody I was knows going. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's so different than, and I go to all the conferences. I've had to for years to promote my radio shows and do the things I do, but so different than the big ones because it's, it's intimate and um, right. we just have a blast. So anyhow, um, on that note, watch the movie. Go to ufocon2023.com, and I'm going to give you guys a discount code. Maybe Lorelai can put it up in the box, you know, Let or wherever. Let me write it down, and I'll put it in here. Yeah, okay, discount code. It is best. Hang on one SP second. Okay, let me know when you're okay. ready. Okay, I'm ready. It's SPKR23. SPKR23. S -P -K -R 23. Okay, speaker. So SPKR 23. Okay. Yes, exactly. SPKR 23. And that will get you $35 off. The going price right now is 160 This is not a conference where we're trying to make money. This is a conference where we're trying to get people there to get educated and understand the phenomena. And uh, that'll get you $35 off. So you get in for $125 for 2.5 days. And very important, go to the website because the the um, the hotel room discount is going to go way up on March fourth. So we have until okay. Friday, you know Friday night, March third, to get your rooms. And I would just, if you think you're going to go, go reserve a room first, and then try right. to figure out your logistics and buy your ticket okay. and get your airfare, your driving money, or you know whatever. But Definitely get that room first because that's going to go away and they're not playing game. You know, they're last year I talked them into extending it this year. They're not going to. Oh, so, so okay. your radio show and your website is laurienfenton.com. What about your radio Lorraine show? That's what you're right now. Yep. And I got to go because my, my guest is looking for me. Name of your it's show. And I'll let you go, I promise. What's the oh, name of your thank show? you, sweetie. Oh, the Fenton Perspective. It's over on go. Revolution Radio and freedomslips.com. And you guys, you can find it. Just go to my website. You'll find it. There's a link there. Thank so. you. I'll have Lorian back. And I'll let you hear this one comment before you run. This was a great show tonight. Thank you, Lorian, for joining us this evening. It was awesome hearing everything you shared with us. And I concur. Oh, thank you, Zach, man. I appreciate it. You guys all be well. And I'm going to click out. Thank you, Lorian. It was wonderful. Have a great show. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later.
Bye. Talk to you later. Wasn't she awesome, guys? Zach, I will connect you with Lorian. You'll want to be on her show. She's awesome, you guys. She's We barely scratched the surface. I had no agenda this evening. I appreciate your comments. We didn't get to your comment, Anna. I hope you're still here. You had said you're seeing a white wisp of... I'm going to go back here. We had lots of comments, and I apologize, guys. We didn't get to everything. She's so fascinating to hear and talk to. She's got the most incredible stories. Like I said, we barely scratched the surface. So, Anna, if you're still here, lately I'm seeing a white wisp, I think you meant, of white vapor. That can mean many things. And, again, this is just my perspective. But... I have seen many wisps in my own personal experience with the paranormal. Black, I never found was very good. White, sometimes, so well, the first question I would ask you is, how does it make you feel? I always ask people, how do you feel when you see it? Where do you see it? When do you see it? Is there anything happening before or after or during that maybe it occurs with some frequency? Does it just come out of nowhere? In my experience, and I don't know all the answers, I will never profess to know it, but I find that a white wisp usually tends to be more frequently associated with something positive. Not always, but many times. But I often ask people, the first thing when they contact me and they talk to me about some type of potential uh, paranormal or whatever it mean, may be, it could be ET, it could be anything, right? I always say the more I open this door, how much more larger infinitely this door is to this realm than real life. There you go, will, uh, will of the wisp, it could be. Um, a lot of times I usually find, well, depends. I would call a will of the wisp sort of more in the nature uh, realm, if you will, like a nature elemental. Um, it comes from Celtic lore, if I'm not mistaken. Um so it's hard to say. That's why I don't know if Anna's still here, but if she is, those are the questions. I would ask a lot of questions before I would just say what it is. Um, could I jump right in and try and feel sort of what she's seeing or he, I guess, but I, knowing with what I've encountered with the paranormal, I tend to ask a lot more questions before I just sort of jump in there. Plus, I think the only person that really knows what the experience is all about is the person that's experiencing it. They can ask, what do you think? What do you feel? Maybe this is, why is it occurring? But I really, this isn't BS. I really believe that when we can take some deep breaths, um, meditation is great, but even if you can't get to a meditative state without a little bit of practice, just sitting quietly, um, I don't know, getting in the shower, getting in a bath even helps too. Clearing your mind, even if it's for a second or two and asking whatever question you need the answer to. And if you hear the answer within the mind's eye, if you will, within your mind, accept it, accept it and see where it takes you. Because that is one of the tricks I was taught many years ago. Because I, like I said, years ago, I asked the same questions. What are the names of my guides? What are the names of my angels around me? And it was something that I learned was, again, to clear the mind after taking a few deep breaths and getting into more of a relaxed state and then asking what are the names of my guides? Or what is the name of my main guide, for example? Maybe you hear a name as common as Mary or Betty. And you think, oh my God, that's my imagination. There's no way my guide's name is that name. Maybe it isn't. But the fact that you're making that connection and you accept that name, for example, say the name Betty, 
Well, you know, whenever you say the name Betty, that that guy, regardless of what their name is, may very well answer to that name because you're making that association. Plus, then you start to get to know what that energy feels like, what it sounds like, what kind of linguistics it uses, um, maybe what it's there for. What's the purpose? Are they there to help guide you? Maybe answer questions because spirit will hold classes with you. I have to agree with what uh, Lauren shared. You just have to ask and be open to what you receive. And again, meditation is what I would call a light worker, if you will, or someone that connects with the other side, our workspace. But you don't have to be doing that to, to meditate. I mean, pro athletes do it. CEOs of the major companies do it. That's where all the answers are. You can get, I believe, 15 minutes of meditation is akin to, I've heard, anywhere from 45 to minutes to an hour and a half worth of sleep. It's so beneficial to, for all of us should be doing it. So, again, when you've got questions, the only person that really knows, same thing that it really made a lot of sense to me with is dream interpretation. Same as what does a crystal mean, right? And I'm not knocking what people have taken their time and hard-earned, you know, knowledge and, you know, writing out books, for example, but that's their interpretation of what it means, right? So say you pick up a crystal and I, I'm just going to pick any name, say pink quartz, and we know supposedly it's associated with love and what have you. You pick it up and you feel something different with it. That means that your association with a pink quartz crystal, that's between you and that that quartz crystal and it's okay i don't think there's any right or wrong answers i think we do know the answers to go within we've just never been taught to go within like i said that's been a big question i've always asked my whole life is why do we always think we need a leader when when uh, i've used the fake scenario well maybe it has happened i'm sure it has we all a whole ship crashes on a desert island and you know people right away what happens once we get over the shock and people are okay and and we sort of figure out, okay, how are we going to survive? Someone is always looking for somebody to be the leader and somebody will naturally step up and be the leader. The majority of people will follow. There may be people that don't agree. Sometimes we have split off groups, but instead of people thinking for themselves, and that when I say thinking for yourself, I, I don't mean that we're all splitting off on our own and everybody has a different idea. But instead of gathering as equals, we always seem to look for a leader. And I've never understood that because we all have brains and we can all think for ourselves. We're capable of conversation and discussion and agreeing to disagree and compromise. And I think those are arts that we're losing in this day and age. Well, I've talked long enough. I'm so glad all of you are here. Great questions, great comments. If you have anything else, maybe you want to ask, feel free to put it in the comments. I know Lorian's not on social media a lot, but I'll be happy to forward it for uh, to her for you, as well as I'm going to have her back on again. And I wish I had remembered. I was in such a hurry today, guys. It was a crazy day. Um, but I have another great guest. for. Oh, I know who I have next week. I have Augie Nost. Now, he's a good friend of mine. He was on the same network with Nori, uh, with uh, Lorian and I years ago. He had asked me to do the show. We're going to be talking about the afterlife and people talking about uh, is this the end times and things like this. And it's going to be a really interesting discussion. So I hope you guys will join me same time, same space next week, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Angel Rock. But don't forget, I'm going to be back with Dave, Dave Hanson. 
till this Thursday uh, with the thing at the foot of the bed. We have a whole bunch of things. We're not sure what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be something interesting. And don't forget, whoever's there in the live show, we pick at least one person to do an unpredictable, predictable reading at some time during that two-hour time period, which is from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. as well, Eastern Standard Time. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock. You've got questions, show ideas, guest ideas, maybe you want to book a reading, maybe some healing work. I also do mentoring. I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal and the Angel Rocker Tribe for all things, many esoteric type things we talked about tonight. And Zachman goes, Augie's back. I'll be able to give him some crap for living in Tucson. <laughs> That's right, Zach. You come there and give him, give him crap. You know he'll laugh. And uh, Shannon says, thank you for a great show, Lore. Well, thank you guys for all being here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Stay tuned because coming up next are the lovely Syracuse's Philip and Julia. And they've got the Horsefly Chronicles. They've always got great guests. Okay. Love to all of you guys. Much love and light. And good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you might be. We'll see you this Thursday, guys. Okay. Take care.